My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, Miami nights, these Gucci What's going bags on, family? Y'all know what it is We got another, 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 another great live You know I've been waiting to do this one For those of you all who uh, been keeping it up with kind of what we got going on you probably haven't now that I think about it but anyway I'm going to do this as another rent Friday uh, replacement because we just have to go We I have to do this I, I absolutely have to do this um, I want to reward the people who show up often and listen often I want to reward the people who are willing to actually sit through a 30 minute 40 minute an hour uh, class or video and because me because of me wanting to reward these people I got I got some really I'm always dropping good stuff let me let me not say it that way I have some good stuff that I'm gonna share but I'm actually gonna share something that I give to paid clients only right um, and I want to share it because one I want to reward the people who are um who show up, right? Everybody who shows up and, and, and does that thing, I want to reward you, right? I want to reward you. But not only that, um, <laughs> not only do I want to reward you, but I just got to talk about it now. I, 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 got, I just got to talk about it. This, what I'm about to share today is going to make a lot of people a lot of money. I'm super excited about it. Shout out to everybody who's coming in live. But this is going to be something that is I personally think and I've been saying this since the beginning of time <laughs> since they started. Um, I've been tracking a couple companies since IPO and this is one of the companies that I am almost guaranteeing that they are going to do well. Right. And I always say that when I when I say they're going to do well, I always say as long as the CEO or the, the management of the company that's keeping the company going, as long as they don't fuck it up, right? As long as they don't fuck it up. Um, but nonetheless, I'm super excited about the day. Um, I hope everybody's having a good day so far. The market deal well, uh, did really well today uh, comparing to where we are. Um, for those of you who don't know, real quick, for those of you who don't know, the market as a whole uh see we are in may so pretty much a quarter and a half right quarter and a half we're in the middle of second quarter and basically this start from january to now may 4th i think it's the day yeah may 4th from january to may 4th 2022 we have had the worst market ever i was gonna say since but ever i'm sure some of y'all didn't even know that right i'm sure a lot of you didn't know that we are having the worst market ever and i'm gonna move over just a little bit because I, I i just need y'all to see my expression when i say this right i just need you to see my facial expression i'm sorry for my people who are on the podcast you're not gonna get to see this but uh, as I explain 
what it is we're about to take advantage of. I just need I just need the people to see my my facial expression as I'm talking about it. Because let me say something. It's cool for me to make money. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like making money. Money is great. You know, yada yada yada. But to be honest with you all, one of my favorite things outside of making money <laughs> is making other people money, and seeing that the last four months, five months pretty much, you know, going on month five, seeing that the last four or five months have been total trash and, and essentially this is the worst market ever. Like statistically, this is the worst market. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. So it, it just hits home for a lot of y'all. This is the worst market statistically showing. It's the worst market ever. Worst market ever. Uh, 2008 wasn't as bad. I mean, it was bad. So 2007-2008 didn't compare to this. Uh, the dot com crash doesn't compare to this. Um, what else? I think you know my. So it's hard to to gauge it because some of these indexes what weren't or indices what weren't here back in 1929. But I almost want to say that even the crash of 29 wasn't as bad as what we have right now the the decline and how bad the market is doing right now is the worst historically and statistically ever right that that we can track let's just say that so that being said once again i like to make people money i like to see people win i like to see people you know get into the bag right and for me personally one of the things that has bothered me this year is everybody can't make money like that right now because most people don't know how to trade in this market, right? Most people don't know how to trade in this market. And that's okay. That's okay. However, what I will say is because I like to make people so much money, I got something else. If you could just be patient with me, I got something else coming. I got something else coming. And that's why, once again, I wanted to... Just go ahead and give it out, right? This is this is a, a really big play that we are doing. You know, we have an STB. This is a big play that we have. You know, and there's some there's some plays in STB that I'm I, I will never share um, with anybody outside of STB. But there are some, let me say entries, right? Entries because none of these stocks are like secrets. Like I got some secret stock that's you know underground and that's gonna blow. Like no. The secret of what I do in STB, for those of you who don't know what STB is, I don't know where you've been, that's secure the bag. It's not that I have some secret stock. It's all about your entries, right? Your entries. Because if you bought, let's just say, for example, um, ARC, ARC Invest, right? I've been telling my folks in STB not to buy that shit at the highs. Right. People were buying at ninety five dollars, a hundred dollars, a hundred and ten, a hundred and fifteen, one twenty. And people just kept buying that shit. Right. It's not to say that ARC's a bad, you know, ETF or, you know, a bad, you know, who's running it is a bad person and they don't they don't know what they're doing. It's not what this is. What I'm getting at is, is that this shit is all about entries. Right. It's about entries. That's it. 
it's about entries and my goal is to get somewhat the best entry and i say somewhat because when when it comes to scaling in one of the things we have to do in in stb that i teach is you have to scale in and what that means is so you don't miss out on a play sometimes you're going to buy a support level or you're going to buy a level where a stock should hold and it'll get well it'll get fucking pulverized past that level and you have to scale in right so if a stock is at a thousand dollars and it's, a, it's showing to be a good level to buy it and if you don't buy it you potentially can miss the move you have to buy a thousand dollars and if the shit goes to 900 you gotta you gotta keep buying you buy 900 if it goes to eight you buy eight you know and this is just example it's not how you scale in but this is just example if it goes to five damn it you buy five because what you're trying to do is create an average you want to make the best average or what we call cost basis as possible right so the reason why I say this is because many people, especially people who, who don't know what the hell they're doing or talking about people who are new to the market, for example, they think there's this like fucking pixie dust that you can sprinkle on the, on the keyboard or on your phone that helps you pick the bottom of a stock like it's not going any lower than this, right? <laughs> It's not going any lower than this. And it's because people by nature don't like to lose. People don't like to see red. People don't like to lose. People don't want to go through that. But that's part of the market, right? That's how it works. Now, I'm saying all of this because when I was telling you all not to buy ARC, you know, my people in SCB, I was telling you not to buy ARC because I knew where it was. It was way too extended. It was way too high. And I knew it was going to come back down. And I had it drawn out on my chart like, hey. This is where you'll buy it, right? You'll buy ARC at this level. Well, we've hit that level and it's still going, right? It's still going. Now, of course, I'm not going to lie. Of course, I'm giving y'all a little game and, and, you know, just explaining some things because I was waiting on all my people to get here live, right? For anybody who's in STB right now who's here live with me, type one in the chat. Let me see you, baby. Let me see you. Um, but I should definitely have some people here from STB, a lot of people from STB. I should have a lot of people from Small Account Challenge. If you're in Small Account Challenge, type two. All right. Let's see. Here we go. Come on in. But yes, I wanted to wait for them to get here as well, because what I have to say today. They're going to want to hear it, too. Right. They're going to want to hear it, too. And. <laughs> And if things play out the way I'm expecting them to play out. Shit's about to get real. Shit's about to get real. And I'm so excited that um, I thought, hey, why not share it? Why not share it? I want to share it with my people who, like I said, by now I've been talking for what? I don't know. 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes. So. For now, it's like, hey, I want to see who's willing to listen. Because I like to reward my people who listen. I like to reward my people who are here. And they're like, hey, I listen to everything. I'm here. I watch the whole class. I watch the whole video, yada, yada, yada. So that's what made me kind of, you know, delay. Right? I want to delay. 
Family said two, almost one. It's all good, family. We're going to see you on the inside real soon. It's all good. Erica, what's good? What's good? Darnell, good. what's up? What's up? I see y'all. So, yeah. I see my people are here. Y'all are coming in. That's that's what I wanted to wait on. Now, one of the things that I'm excited about today. Okay. That's right. I can't forget about my get to the bag, folks. Get to the bag. Type three. All my people who are in get to the bag. Type three. Get to the bag and money magnet. Type three. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about today is a stock that we're in on. Right. It's a stock that we're in on. We've been in on it for a while. I've made a shit ton of money off this stock already. <laughs> Because uh, I've been trading it up and down for the last, I don't know, two years, three years. Um, <laughs> I got you, family. So I've been delaying, you know, talking about it out, you know, and in, in to the public because I wanted to make sure that, one, STB had a good, like a solid entry, first of all. Right. I want to make sure that we had a solid entry because, of course, you know, I got to treat them right. Let me just be honest. You know, STB, Small Account Challenge gets the back. I have to make sure my people because they paid, they trust, they trusted in me. They paid. So I want to always make sure that one, I take care of them. And two, I don't piss them off. Right. I don't want to piss them off. Just like with anything, if you know anybody who's listening for free, if you ended up paying, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to join me in STB, you know, you probably wouldn't say the same thing like yeah don't give away my shit that i didn't pay for and if you're gonna give it away at least make sure it benefits me <laughs> so that's how i you know carry things out that's how i carry it out if i'm going to mention something i'm going to make sure it benefits scb i'm going to make sure it benefits small account challenge i'm going to make sure it benefits get to the bag i want to make sure it benefits you get what i'm saying so everybody who's been rocking with me from the smallest program which is Road to STB, right? I had a program that I came out with a while ago. Um, Road to STB. Okay. Um, that's right, family. Lydia, you are right. But there's something that's even better going on that I want to mention and I want to talk about. So I'm going through my research today, right? And I've been kind of saving it because I wanted to make sure it wasn't like clickbait or I wanted to make sure that I wanted to make sure that this big dog was not throttling the market because they do. Right. They do. Um, like I can, for example, I can invest in a flower company. Right. I can invest in a flower company. And if I'm a big dog with a lot of influence, I can come out with an article and I can say, listen. I think the world would be a better place if everybody bought flowers and that would make my flower company do great. Right. <laughs> but this is how it works. This is how it works. And if I'm short a stock, so let's say I'm shorting a stock. If I'm short a stock, I can come out. And then when someone asks me, hey, Tay, what are you investing in? What do you think is going to be the future? What do you think, you know, regular people should invest in? Who, you know, want to get into the stock market. If I'm short a stock, I can basically shit on the sector or shit on the stock itself. Right. And what I can do is I can say, you know, right now I'm, you know, if I'm short the flower company, basically what I can do is I can put a hundred million short 
this stock company and I can or this flower company and I can say, hey, I think the world is doing a great job right now with, you know, consumers and, and you know, everybody's doing great. But one thing I'd probably stay away from is flower companies. Because these flower companies, I think they're bad for the environment or, you know, there's just something that needs to be done a little bit better. I don't like the fact that we're growing things just to pull them out of the ground. And, and you know, <laughs> right. And it sounds like some bullshit. Right. But this is what they do. They throttle these stocks. They go short. They go long. They, you know, they throttle these stocks. That's just what it is. So. There's a big dog that's been, you know, talking some really good stuff that's beneficial to us. But I wanted to make sure he was not throttling the stock. And I have been following these articles and following this news that he's been talking shit about or talking, talking good. He's actually been talking shit. He's been talking good on. Right. He's been talking really good things about and pushing for the last like six months, five to six months. And this. And, you know, one one article came out today, but it's funny how they release these articles. Right. That's funny how they release these articles. So an article came out today, but he's been talking like this. Right. So it, the, what, the reason why I'm saying is because they don't want you to see the stuff until they want you to see the stuff, if that makes sense. Right. They don't want you to see certain stuff until they're ready for you to see it. So. What I'm getting at here is and let me make sure. All right. Let me make sure my connection's good. I want to. Oh yeah, there we go. I want to make my. I want to make sure my connection's good. I want to make sure everybody can hear this. So when I say it, everybody gets in. All right, everybody gets in on this news. So everybody for me right now. Type one. Press one in the chat. Put one in the chat if you can hear me. Put one in the chat if we're connected. Um. And then we'll talk about it once I once we get it, I'll make sure we good. I want to make sure we good first. All right. I'm not on Wi-Fi now because y'all know my PR Wi-Fi Wi-Fi is trash. So I cut the Wi-Fi off just in case. <laughs> All right. All right. I see my ones coming in. OK, good, 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 good. OK, now, just like I told you all that they they throttle stocks, right? I'm not messed up with it. As long as we're on the right side of the, of the throttle. Right. And that's always been my goal is to make sure we attach our money to some of the big dogs. Right. Now, this guy I'm speaking about who's throttling and doing these things. This guy is worth 16 billion, I believe. Yeah. Worth 16 billion. So. What I'm noticing is. I'm feeling and I'll go do some more. I'll go do further research to make sure. Right. Now. <laughs> now. This man. <laughs> he comes out and he goes, hey. I don't like the sausage. The sausage patties that y'all are using McDonald's. I don't really care for them. I don't care for, for these sausage patties. I don't like the animal cruelty. And I don't like the practices that y'all are using. To get to get and kill these pigs 
so that you have sausage patties. Now, I'm saying this because this is going to make sense in a minute. Right. This is going to start to make sense in a minute. Yes, we are talking about Carl Icahn. Now. I say this because the article that just came out today. He goes, hey, McDonald's. I really think y'all should go <laughs> and offer more meatless options. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face for my people who are on the podcast. I'm sorry. I can't see my face right now. <laughs> he says, I wish you, you know, you should not. I wish he's been poking and prodding at them for a minute. He said, you should offer more meatless options because that's right. Yes. Because his daughter is vegan. And not only that, I want to say, I want to say his wife may also be kind of like a, you know, animal activist or something like that. And family said, I had, I had beyond in my spaghetti and it was awesome. That's right. That's right. I love it. Now, let me say this for those of y'all who don't know what I'm talking about already. Yes, it is beyond meat, right? This is something I wanted to if you if you didn't know that this was one of my favorite companies that I've been tracking since this IPO. I wanted to just go ahead and share with my people who are here. Right. I want to just go ahead and share it with them. OK. And that's right. He's been a big activist pushing meatless for future. That's right. Seriously. Now. The reason why I'm mentioning this, because, yeah, he's pushing and prodding McDonald's. Well, who has McDonald's partnered with? Right. Beyond. Now, this is not my only reason <laughs> that I'm mentioning this today. Right. That's right. It's been my favorite company since the get go. Just FYI, for those of y'all who don't know, I'm vegan as well. Right. I've been vegan 13, almost 14 years now. And so, yeah, I'm a little biased to as far as saying everybody should go meatless. But I'm never I'm never biased when it comes to stocks. All I give a fuck about when it comes to stock is what's going to make me and STB and the rest of us some money. Right. And somebody says not. I love this argument when people go not really healthy, to be honest. Now I go, we talk about fast food. Name me something that's meat. And, and healthy at McDonald's. We're not looking to replace an unhealthy burger at McDonald's with a healthy burger. That's not what this is. <laughs> now, I'm going to just be real with y'all. That's not what this is. And that's any fast food restaurant. It's still going to be fatty. You're still going to eat it and pair it with some fucking fried French fries. You're still going to eat it on a fucking bun that's not organic and, you know, with spelt. We don't really give a shit about the health part of, the, of it right so for anybody who's listening who who pushes this whole health thing we don't give a shit about the health aspect of it and and the reason why we say that is because if you're looking at capitalistic society if you're looking at a capitalistic society these motherfuckers don't care about the health either <laughs> right they are never as far as I'm concerned, maybe I, I'm not going to say never, but it's highly unlikely that they are ever going to introduce something and replace 
something let me say this it's highly unlikely that they're ever going to replace something that's unhealthy that fuels the fucking pharmaceutical industry with something that is going to take people off pharmaceuticals I need y'all to hear that it's it's highly unlikely that they will ever do something like that and if they do replace something like that it's it has to be equally as financially beneficial otherwise they won't do it they won't do it they won't do it so when people say, oh, that's not it's not really healthy, it's not really that we're looking for a healthy option. That's not what it is. Now, what I can say is that it is healthier, right? It is healthier than what <laughs> that a lot of people are actually dealing with. Right. It's, you know, if you ask me. Are plant based process or process plant-based chicken nuggets and burgers are they going to be healthier than fucking pink slime that and the mcrib that mcdonald's uses of course the fucking plants that are processed of course they're going to be better than the pink slime and the fucking <laughs> mcrib that's also made with pink slime i believe right of course, it's better. It's always going to be better. It's a, it's a better option, right? But if we're looking for health, then you don't need to be eating fucking French fries no way. I don't care what kind of French fries they are. If, they, if they're fried, if they're fried in oil, yes, it's still vegan, but it's unhealthy, right? So this whole argument about unhealthy this and unhealthy that, I don't really care to hear it. <laughs> right i don't really care to hear it because that's not what we're here for that's not that's not what fast food is for right that's not it's not what they're doing right um that's right bayer owns monsanto yeah we ain't gonna get too deep into that rabbit hole because you know that's a lot of stuff that can go on with that but nonetheless this is something that i wanted to mention not only now here's the thing Sam said, don't just don't eat out, period. And I'm not actually I'm not against people eating out. It's you know, fast food is something that should be a treat, though. I, I will say that. I, I think fast food is a treat. Um, you know, if McDonald's makes all of their burgers uh plant-based, will I go back and eat a McDonald's plant-based burger? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but honestly, I I'm gonna want to see like a lot of shit changed. Right? I'm gonna need to see the process. But this is no different than slutty vegan. This is no different than um, there's a, a restaurant that also uses the Beyond Burger uh, called Plant Burger up in the north, uh, like northeast, uh, like D.C., New York. They have some some of those up there. Um, <laughs> Plant Burger is dope, right? It's a dope restaurant as well as slutty vegan is. And I'm saying all of that because. Same thing. These are not healthy, but they're good. They're delicious and they're good treat meals, right? They're good treat meals. So that is the future of the treat meal, right? It's meatless. Veggie grill out west. I love veggie grill. That's right. 
Veggie Grill out west is super dope. I love Veggie Grill. And a lot of these restaurants are getting the attention of um, McDonald's, right? That's right, McCharlie. There's a lot of them, right? So McDonald's starting to see this shit, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We are the big dogs in this industry, right? We the big dogs in this industry. That helicopter is absolutely too close. <laughs> now, I say we're big dogs in this industry because McDonald's is the it's the num the leading fast food restaurant. But they're seeing a lot of these companies come up, right? They're seeing these companies come up. Um, and let me say this, family: when y'all a lot of y'all say, when you think things a pop, when do you think it a pop? When you don't think it a pop? I'd, I'd be irresponsible and I'd be a fucking fool to tell y'all like exactly when I think things are going to pop. Right. Because nobody knows. Right. This game is a game of uh, history, history. So if a stock has never popped a certain way before, then you you can't look at the history and say when it's going to pop. Right. This is what this is what makes me good at the stock market is being able to track history. And nowhere in our history have we dealt with plant based companies and with plant-based revolution going mainstream we've never seen this so when is it gonna pop when is it gonna take mass adoption i don't fucking know my goal and something i want to let you all know and i ain't even got to my point yet but my goal and something i want you all to know is me personally the way i'm playing this thing and where i play a lot of things is i scale in Right. And a scale in when I buy stuff, if I buy something and I buy it and I plan on scaling in, especially as like a trade for something that I think is going to be big or huge. I'm going to always be in it. Right. So if I have to buy shares and hold the shit for 10 years until it pops, I'll catch that pop. Or if I have to keep buying options every two years, I will catch that fucking pop. This is how I play the game. Right. So I play the game and I'm, you know, I'm willing to go in and lose. That's right. It's like, this is a game of patience, right? Because if I told you all that Tesla was going to pop and you could have bought Tesla at $80. And this is not long ago. We're talking four years ago, maybe four or five years ago. You could have bought you could have bought Tesla at like 80 to 100 bucks, 150 bucks, maybe. Right. So if I if I could have told you, look, Tesla's going to, you know, a thousand dollars. Right. I don't know when. Just make sure you're a part of it. That's that's it. That's it. Right. Mic drop. That that would be my thing. Right. Look, family said I bought Dexcom at twenty dollars. Congratulations, that's a that's a great fucking move, right? I think Dexcom right now sitting at like four hundred plus, but that, but that's a great move. But that's what I mean when I say, hey, this company is gonna do blank. Now just be a part of it. I don't know when it's gonna happen, and that's the unfortunate part. A lot of us are impatient, right? A lot of us are impatient, and you know some of us are looking to quit our job, and we want you know we got shit we want to buy, and and that's how that's how capitalistic society in America, that's how they keep a lot of people broke. Because many of us live to the brink of our paychecks. We live to the brink of our like income. So we don't have money that we can just let sit for four years, five years, 10 years. Right. We don't have that. Right. And we don't not not just money that you can let sit, but even 
future money that you can continue to let sit, right? So if I got 500 now, the average person doesn't have 500 next month and a 500 a month after that. And then next year, also all 12 months of 2023, $500 a month. Most people don't have that, right? And the market, I personally think the market kind, kind of preys on the fact that they know if 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 the market was a black man from the hood from where i'm from the market would say something like this i know you motherfuckers don't have the money and you ain't gonna never <laughs> you ain't gonna never be able to get out of your position <laughs> so just take your ass back to work and make sure you do a good job so you don't lose your fucking job because i ain't making you rich not today not next week not next month not next year now take your ass back to work right this is what the market this is how i feel like the market does right it taunts people it taunts people because once again everybody everybody i don't give a fuck who you are everybody who's ever had some sort of success in the stock market has had to one put money up that they can let sit for a minute and two has had to also contribute more funds to the market that's a fact that's right it's a fact everybody who has been successful at the market has had money we call it disposable income they've had money that they had to let sit and then they also had future funds like future money that they could also let sit and those were the people who ended up making good money. Right. Now, let me get back to this beyond play, because why do I think beyond, you know, why am I talking about this and why am I super excited about it? And why, 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 why? Well, here's the thing. Here's the big reason why. And that's right. If you know how to chart and scale in, that's right. You scale in. But willing to bet if you missed this, he'd be hating it beyond. Most. Seriously, seriously. Um, like I said today was ridiculous. How to talk about rising rate. And shit jump how well here's the thing before i get into it the reason why rates rise or excuse me the reason why the stock market rise or, or went up as they were talking about you know basically raising the rates is because it was already priced in right there's a lot of things a lot of people don't understand right a lot of the stuff gets priced in the market is future thinking Right. And I always have to tell you all this. If I so, for example, you all know, I, I have the ability to forecast things based on history. Right. And not just the history of price or history of companies, but the history of the market, things that have affected the market. Right. So basically, I'll give you an example. I ain't going to give too much game away here. But let me say this. If. <laughs> if I clap four times on national TV. Right. And every time a black man comes on and claps four times on national TV at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Hear me out. Every time a black man comes on TV, claps four times on a Wednesday at 5 p.m., the market falls. Then usually not always, then usually the market is going to always fall every time a black man comes on and clap four times at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. If that is something that the market follows, it will follow it all the way into the future. Right. This is how it works. Now, it's my job and people like me who are traders and who, you know, who do this thing for real. 
it's our job to then find correlations in the market that happen like that. Right. That's right. It's called a back test. There you go. You and I call it looking left, look left. So when we talk about technicals, you draw a line that meets all the candles. And if you look left and shit, 10 years ago, that same line was being followed. Then you know that this is a strong line that's going to be held in the future. Right. It's no different. So what I'm getting at here is there are things that have happened in the past that I track for the future. And this is why I'm always able to forecast the market, right? And the people in STB, <laughs> they know how good I am at that, at doing it. So my, my big thing about why I'm excited about Beyond this Beyond play and Carl Icahn is because Carl Icahn is a really big investor, 16 point, I think it's like $16.2 billion net worth. Right. And he's grown that really fast, first of all. So in less than we'll say in 20 years, he's pretty much. Almost 10 X his net worth. <laughs> in 10 years, in 20 years, excuse me, in 20 years, he's almost made a 10 X because in, back in like 99, 2000, Carl Icon was maybe worth about two billion. Right. And now he's worth 16 and some change, 16 billion plus. Right. So you're looking at almost a 10 X, almost, almost a 10 X on his money. Well, let me tell you something. Being a, a multi-billionaire, I'm sure it's great. And you probably feel untouchable at 16 billion. But if there's one thing that I've learned. <laughs> is that, uh, there's one thing that's better than a lot of money <laughs> and that's more money, right? More money. So yes, he is an investor. He is an activist, right? He is an activist, but there's two things I think he wants to do. Number one, I think he wants to catch some of the other big dogs that's in his arena, right? Because we know that, Hmm. Ray Dalio, I think, is worth like 20 something billion. Don't you think Carl Icahn wants to be worth 20 something billion? Number one. <laughs> Number two. He wants to. Play out something that is near and dear to his heart. Right. And number three. If there is one thing better than more money. So there's one thing that's good. It's a lot of money. The second thing is good is more of that money. But the next thing I personally, and this is a personal thing. It's my opinion. That's better than more money on top of the money you already have. Is legacy history, leaving, leaving some type of historical footprint on this planet. And I think what he's aiming to do. Right. He doesn't want to be the broke friend in the group. Facts. And what I think he's aiming to do. Is he's like, listen, if I get behind this, that's going to help change the trajectory of the earth in a whole. And make money off of it. Why wouldn't I do that? So right now he's like, look, I think you need to go meatless 
I think you need to go meatless McDonald's. And he's using his he's using his influence one to say, hey, let's see if we can change history. Let's see if we can change the trajectory of this planet. But here's where the historical part comes in. If anybody knows about Ray Dalio. Let me see. Let me, I'm going to test some of y'all. I'm going to test some of y'all. See if y'all been studying. <laughs> What's one of Ray Dalio's claims to fame, but also claims to making billions of dollars? What Anybody know what Ray Dalio's claim to fame is? And it, it has nothing to do with what he's doing right now. Like somebody said, the changing order and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he's great. You know, Principles is a great book. You know, all, all of that good stuff. It's great. It's great. But does anybody know what he's done in history that made him a shit ton of money? I don't think anybody's going to get it. So I'll go ahead and help y'all out here. Bingo, Carl. Carl, you the winner. Ding, 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 ding. He was behind the McDonald's chicken nugget. He helped McDonald's Bridgewater. That's right. That's his company, Bridgewater. They helped McDonald's. Essentially. Close the gap. And become more profitable. When it comes to the chicken nugget. <laughs> I'm going to make some connections here, right? And if anybody wants. <laughs> man, I said, I'd be studying. I've been studying. I love it. Good job. Now. Look at this. And maybe I'm reaching. Y'all can tell me if I'm reaching. You can tell me, look, Tay, you're doing too much. You're reaching. I think that's a little. I think that's a little much. Essentially, what he did was the way to make money. Let me say this. The way to make money, family, in any business. In any business, the way to make money is to solve a problem. Solve a problem. Right. Now, what's the best way to make a lot of money while solving that problem? You attach yourself to go and solve the problem of one of the largest corporations on the planet. <laughs> you solve the problem and you help the largest company on the planet make even more money and become the even bigger, biggest company, food company at that on the planet family said you reaching the people with this message <laughs> what's up Q that's exactly what I'm saying right family said this isn't reaching this is genius <laughs> I had to share this family because I like to help make, I like helping people make money right the family said so he's the guy behind the pink slime now let me say this no He's not the he's not actually the guy behind the pink slime yet. I don't believe he was a part of that. Y'all keep in mind that once upon a time, the meat was actually real. 
The meat was actually real at McDonald's. Like at one point in time, the chicken nuggets were actually chicken. <laughs> right now, I'm not going to say it was 100 percent. Right. We're not going to say it was 100 percent chicken. But at one point in time, the chicken was actually chicken. And what he did was is he went in and he he worked with the like the chicken feed and he went over with the futures and the commodities on that end. And he he worked out this whole equation with chicken and the feed that chickens are going to need. And what he did was he made sure that they could actually deliver a certain consistent number of chickens per year so that McDonald's could. I want to say efficiently, that's the word I'm looking for, so they could McDonald's could efficiently track and gauge future profits based on their not being a shortage in chickens because at one point in time there was a shortage like oh we don't we didn't produce that many chickens this year because the feed is out or we didn't produce that you know we overproduced and we lost chickens right so what he did was he came up with this system he came up with a system and he, he worked out these numbers and he's like listen sometimes y'all produce too many chickens and mcdonald's don't want to buy them all because they go bad right and sometimes y'all don't produce enough enough chickens and then that also fucks up with mcdonald's right <laughs> So what he did was he said, OK, hey, how about we do this? And he went in and he did this thing. You know, he put together this whole plan and solution that saved the chicken feeder or the chicken you know, shit, chicken feed, too. But he saved the chicken producers. He saved them money and, and actually made them more money through the consistency and the, and the, uh, the plans to also do the partnership with McDonald's or the help for McDonald's that also made McDonald's more money. Right now, the pink slime idea, I don't know if that was him. But what I can say is in history, he was known to do this, right? He was known to do this. Now, that's right. McDonald's has been trying to recover from a bad. Now you getting where I'm going with this, right? So for the last like 10, 15 years, McDonald's has, has had like this, you know, for one, they've had a declining um, revenue model or declining profits pretty much like their revenue has been declining over the last 10 years. But not only that, they have this bad stigma out there over the last 10 years. Right. And now they have this they have a, a reputation for being like, ew, right? Like nobody eats a fucking McDonald's like anybody who's like halfway, you know, anybody who's halfway paying attention to their health and halfway paying attention to what they put in their bodies. They look at McDonald's like, ew, like who the fuck eats McDonald's now? If Carl Icahn can come in and change that, hey, McDonald's, you should go meatless. Hey, McDonald's, let's turn around. Let's create a solution for everybody saying, you, we're going to turn you around and we're going to make you big dog once again. We're going to turn around your declining revenue and we're going to we're going to turn that ship around. But not only that, what is he doing? Carl Icahn has studied his history and he looks like and I could be reaching once again, but he looks like he's going for the same fucking model. That Ray Dalio went for. What do I mean by that? Ray Dalio went to one of the biggest corporations, food corporations at that. McDonald's is one of the biggest fast food chains or restaurants on the planet, right? He went to one of the biggest corporations, well, probably the biggest corporation on the planet, 
Like I hadn't done my research on whether or not they're the biggest, but I want to say they're the biggest or one of the biggest. Right. He went to the biggest. So Ray Dalio went to the biggest and solved a problem and helped make the biggest company on the planet more money. Carl Icahn is turning around and going also to the biggest company on the planet and solving a problem that the biggest company on the planet currently has because if we see that mcdonald's has has had declining revenue over the last 10 years so does carl icon he's paid attention he's seen it he's like y'all got a big problem on your hands and if you keep down this trajectory there will be no more mcdonald's so let me help you out people think your food's fucking gross and if you continue to cook it and do the same practices that you have, they will put you out of business. Because the only people who eat McDonald's now are the bottom feeders and the bottom feeders don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of money. We want the people with the money. Because where everywhere I go, I can tell you this everywhere I go, it's a nice restaurant, nice hotel or whatever. Right. If I'm at a, you know, Lambo rally, I say I got my Lambo shirt on. If I'm at a Lambo rally, whatever. I, I mean, ain't most of us ain't going in no lamb and no fucking McDonald's line. Right. We're going somewhere that's maybe a little bit, you know, now Chick-fil-A might be around, you know, around the fucking corner. I don't eat Chick-fil-A either, but Chick-fil-A, most people, they'll go to Chick-fil-A. I, I, I'm guaranteeing I'll see some Lambos in the Chick-fil-A line. Right? And that Chick-fil-A line will be around the fucking corner. Why? Because Chick-fil-A has come up with a better practice. They're saying, listen, I mean, we ain't organic. We ain't this. We ain't that. But we're going to give you a little bit better chicken than everybody else. Right. We're going to our practices are a lot better. Our customer service is a lot better. Right. Instead of y'all know when you're at the McDonald's line, they, they tell you when you get ready to order, they say, go ahead. <laughs> they don't ask you how your day went or nothing. You know, you go to Chick-fil-A. It's. It's a beautiful day today and it's 96 degrees outside. How can I help you today? You're like, damn, you just made my day fine. You know, this is back when I actually used to eat at Chick-fil-A. So they've been doing, I'm sure they still do it. And they've been doing this for years, right? They've been doing this for years because I've been vegan 13 years, right? And probably the first three or four years of those uh, 13 years, I would go to Chick-fil-A and eat their fries. I love their fries, right? Like the little waffle fries. I love those fries. I don't do it anymore because I don't really eat fries like that. But that was like a thing. Right. And I always remembered how McDonald's was instead of saying it's a nice, beautiful day today. How, how can I take your order? They're like, go ahead. And then after you order, they say, pull around. <laughs> and then you bet not try to order no fucking McFlurry. Right. <laughs> don't order a McFlurry. The machine always down. <laughs> right so mcdonald's has a big problem on their hand this is what i'm getting at right mcdonald's has a big problem on their hand and carl icon i personally think sees this problem that they have on their hand y'all have declining sales or revenue over the last 10 plus years right and because that is a problem you know of course he coming in like i want to help you I, I want to help you. You got declining revenue over the last 10 years. Let me see how I can help. Right. Now, how could this 
potentially help him? Well, a few ways. He can help one of the biggest companies, you know, food companies in history and in the world turn around the ship. He can also so he's going to so one, let's let's count them out. One, he's going to help and be a part of the biggest food company, McDonald's, one of the biggest food companies on the planet. He's going to be responsible for turning their declining ship. The ship was sinking. He's going to be responsible for turning that ship around. Number two. When the ship starts turning around, that means they're going to be making a bigger and much better impact on global issues that we have right now. Not just this year, not just, uh, you know, this country, this this century. It will be impacted by the move they make and it will continue to happen for the whole globe. So McDonald's as the biggest company. He's going to turn them around and make them more money. And he'll go down in history as, hey, here's the guy. And, you know, it'll come out after it happens. And that's and like I said, if it's if it's something that actually plays out, because like I said, I could still be reaching. I don't think I am, but I could still be reaching. That's OK. But he'll come out in history and they'll, they'll you know, make a documentary or something. And they'll go, hey, you know, here's the guy who helped save the biggest food company on the planet because they were slowly dying. Don't get me wrong. It's a big fucking company to kill. But they were slowly dying. Right. So he turns around. Number one, he turns around a big company and helps them basically start making profits again on big, bigger profits again. Number two, he impacts the globe. <laughs> he impacts the whole fucking world. And they'll do some numbers and they'll make that shit sound good. They'll they'll say, you know, McDonald's was feeding It'll be like 60% of the of the world, right? McDonald's was feeding 60% of the world, which means 60% of the world was eating meat, which means 60% of the world was responsible for greenhouse gases, right? Or responsible for the CO2 levels and global warming, which means 62% of the world was killing the planet, <laughs> right? And they'll come out and they'll say something like, so that being said, call icon help flip that and, and of course we're not going to veganize everybody who's eating mcdonald's but what if 60 percent goes to like 10 15 20 percent right they'll say something like the world the world the globe was headed towards global warming at such a bad rate that we were not going to have the earth as we know it in 30 years and because and thanks to Carl Icahn and the McDonald's connection, they have changed the trajectory of the planet. <laughs> right. And they'll say something like, so instead of us having only 30 years left, we now, thanks to Carl Icahn and McDonald's, we now have 100 more years. He has now saved your child and grandchild's future. <laughs> Y'all see how this shit works? So Carl Icahn and McDonald's partnering up can have those two effects. This could be, once again, like I said, one thing that's better than making more money is legacy. And what, what fucking better legacy than to say, I helped save the planet. Like this planet wasn't even going to be here if it wasn't for me. 
I'm just saying, right? Conspiracy mind, it's all good, family. I believe that too. I'm with you. And like I said, I could be reaching. I could absolutely be reaching. None of this could play out. I could absolutely be reaching. But what I will say is that's just those are just two things. Those are just two things. Now, what if we add the third one on there? What if we add the third thing in there? He helped McDonald's turn around, which is good for his legacy. He helped, quote unquote, save the planet, which is good for his legacy. But what if he's invested in one of the companies that is servicing McDonald's? They're meatless, they're meatless meat. <laughs> oh, boy. And see, it's deeper than that. Because, see, honestly, what will happen, he won't even be an investor in that actual company. He'll be an investor in what the company is actually needing to make the meatless meat. So this motherfucker actually go. So if let's just say using Beyond. If Beyond uses fucking uh, peas, they use pea protein, this motherfucker have a long-term play on peas. I'm just saying. <laughs> the reason why I think that happens a lot like that too is because one, most people won't dig that deep into it. I'll be honest. I, I, a lot of people won't dig that deep to see like, Okay, he's talking about McDonald's and trying to change McDonald's. Well, who services McDonald's? And they'll go, okay, well, Beyond services McDonald's. But most people will stop right there and they'll go, okay, well, let's go see if he has shares or if he has ownership in Beyond that's servicing McDonald's. And they'll see that and they go, well, he's not invested in that company. And they'll stop. They'll go, oh, okay, shit. Well, he's not invested in that company. I thought it was for a special interest. But they won't go. <laughs> And check and see if the motherfuckers invested in future. That's right. In futures with peas, split peas. Which is what Beyond uses to make the meatless meat, split peas. Pea protein. <laughs> but hey, once again, I could be reaching. <laughs> right. That's right. And we could dig even deeper. That's right. We could dig even deeper. Who knows? Right. This thing can go deep. This thing could go deep, but I wanted to I wanted to bring you all this because this is just one company that we go this deep on. Right. That I go this deep on. And I, I probably I'd, I'd say, you know, for the most part, I go this deep on the market itself. Right. But I like to do this. This like you said, the critical thinking. Right. Famous said, I love this critical thinking. I like to go this deep. Because. This is, I mean, honestly, this is how I made my money. When I play the market, this is how I make my money. This is exactly how it works. Right? Somebody said, well, in a sense, he'll maybe, maybe he'll grow a farm that actually, maybe he already has a farm. Maybe he's already a part. Maybe he didn't, because let me, let me ask you something else. When they say, hey, Go buy. What's one of the best things you can buy? They say, hey, one of the best things you can buy as far as an investment, not for its return. But the fact that it's a limited asset, it's a limited um, resource. What's one of the what's one of the things they tell you to go buy because it's a limited resource? Land. Land. 
and they say go buy as much land as possible because they ain't making no more land. That's always like the the, <laughs> the punchline. That's right, Lydia. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, baby. I make you think deeper. Right. So if I was a billionaire, what would I do? Buy land. Right. But I'm not going to let that land just sit and I got to fucking cut the grass and I got to make sure all this shit. I got to keep it manicured. No, we're going to grow something on it and I'm going to pay some people to make sure they tend to the land because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. So if I was a billionaire, yeah, I'd buy as much land as I could. I'd buy up a quarter of fucking America <laughs> like Bill Gates has. Right. I'd buy up a lot of a land in America and then I'd I'd grow shit on it. Right. Real shit, not that metaverse land shit, right? I'd buy real shit. I'd buy real land. Because let me tell you something. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, me buying the land. See, let me tell you all something real quick. I personally think now I'm, I'm going to get in my conspiracy mind. I'm really reaching here. I'm really reaching on this one. And I, I, I'll admit to this one. I'm reaching, but I don't think I'm wrong, though. I still don't think I'm wrong when I say this. I personally think that metaverse land shit and that digital real estate shit. That is a ploy. To get a lot of a lot of motherfuckers. Away from buying more physical shit. <laughs> it's one of those things was like, hey, 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 look over here. Don't put your money where I don't put your money in the shit that I want to buy. Go get that metaverse, man. Yeah, go over there. <laughs> go over there and we'll all be good. And then I'll buy the land since you're going to put all your money into the metaverse land. I'll buy the land you live on. So why you got your fucking goggles on? <laughs> when you got your goggles on and you're in the corner of your fucking house, I own the land that you're sitting on. With your goggles on, looking at your fucking metaverse land. That's right. It's called a bait and switch. <laughs> so they say, hey, 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 look over here. And then they smack you with the other hand. Right. I personally think that's what's happening. They got motherfuckers buying like seriously. Listen to this. They got motherfuckers buying digital real estate, digital watches. <laughs> They're buying digital Rolex watches. Right. They're buying digital. I mean, you name it. They're buying digital things that actually have real life value. Like the tangible stuff has real life value today. But they have you all trying to buy the digital versions of it. Isn't that crazy? Fam said you are not fucking reaching home. <laughs> like I said, I, I will admit that I'm reaching on that one. <laughs> but I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong at all. And honestly, I think this is something that's going to it's going to continue at least until we get like a blackout uh, or, or they call it a crypto winter. Right. I do think we're going to get a crypto winter. I think it's inevitable that we do so because nothing goes up forever. Right. But until we get a crypto winter, they are going to continue to push this message or this narrative that you need to go buy digital stuff. Don't buy my Mona Lisa. Don't come buy my my, my real art. No, 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 no. We want that. Go get that digital shit. Go get that, that metaverse shit. Right. 
That's right. Digital artwork. Somebody mentioned the other day, they were like, man, I ain't buying no Rolexes. I ain't buying no watches. I'm going to get, uh, what do they call it? A monkey. <laughs> I forgot the stupid monkey that they be talking about. What, what's the name of those monkeys? The NFT monkeys. Right? Now, let me say this. I will say this. Board monkey. That's what it's called. Board monkey. Now, I will say this. If you have, if you have the money to be like just kind of stupid with, because I'm not gonna lie, sometimes, sometimes I'm I'm at a place where I can just afford to go spend twenty k, right? I I could go spend twenty k, thirty k, and if and if if it don't do nothing and I lose it, whatever, right? Whatever. But with these board apes, that's right, the board ape yacht club. Thank you. Now with these board apes. People are literally putting them over like Rolex watches and like other watches, not just Rolex. Um, all watches, right? You know, you got some paddocks that you could have bought for like $50,000 that are worth like a million plus now. You got some Richard Millies that came out that were like 100, 200,000 that are worth three, four million now, right? And it's a physical thing you put on your wrist, right? So there are things that in a physical world that they are slowly like trying to get people out of. Now, the reason why I'm not a fan of it, because once again, if you look through history, right, I'm going to say this, I'm going to shut, I'm going to shut down this conversation. I'm going to say this. If you look through history, crypto, NFTs, and everything around the metaverse, for the most part, Everything digital for the most part. All these digital currencies, all this digital stuff is very, very similar to the Internet. Very similar to the Internet when it first was introduced to the world at a mass scale. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning that, because history shows us that there were three, four thousand companies doing the dot com boom or the dot com bubble, the Internet bubble. There were three, four thousand companies. All of them were going crazy, right? They were going crazy. And then when that bubble popped, boop, <laughs> when that bubble popped, all of them fell. All of them fail, including Amazon. Amazon went from $10 to 115 and then it fell from 115 back down to like $7. And if you bought, I mean, then if you bought Amazon in, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> right? If you bought, if you had $7,000 to put in Amazon back then, right? And you bought a thousand shares of Amazon at $7. Right. <laughs> You'd be good. You'd be wildly rich out of your <laughs> your crazy imagination right now. Right. Was that 21 million? Something like that. Yeah. You would have made like 21 million off of seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is this is how it works. Right. Um, anyway. Anyway. I'm going to say this. Just like the dot-com bubble, 
they are also showing that there are a lot of cryptos that are you know, there are three, four thousand different cryptos, right? Different coins and different, you know, cryptocurrencies. Right. And similar to the dot com bubble, everything is in mass hysteria. Everything is crypto this, crypto that, crypto's the future. Yes, it is. I'm not gonna disagree with that. Crypto's the future, yada 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 yada. But what happens is when people buy this narrative, it's the future, it's the future, it's the future, it's the future, it's the future. They feel like it's untouchable and that everything is going to go just because it's the future, right? Or that it's just going to go linear straight to the top. That's not how it works. It never has. And let me tell you something. I've been tracking the market and also tracking crypto. I think crypto is starting. This is how I've been able to call these Bitcoin drops. I think crypto actually follows some of my big indicators that the stock market follows uh-oh uh-oh including the retrogrades uh-oh why is that tay why is that well <laughs> crypto like the stock market is human driven it's made up of humans. It's human driven. When y'all sell because you're scared, when people start selling stuff because they're scared, crypto falls just like the stock market. Right. <laughs> well. There are certain planets and certain retrogrades and certain things that happen. Uh Oh. I'm not going to get that's too deep for most of y'all. But anyway, there are certain things that can strike. There are certain Pisces and certain, you know, there are certain Zodiac houses that happen that cause human nature to do certain things. Right. So, for example, when the moon is in a certain position, you get, you know, ladies, menstrual cycles tend to sway. Right. Well. When the ladies menstrual cycles, you know, sways, so do their hormones. And when their hormones sway. So does their habits and their attitudes, right? <laughs> this is just an example. I'm just giving you an example, right? Because, you know, it's hard to really make this stuff make sense to like the average person, to the novice, right? But I just want, I, I like to talk like this sometimes because I just like to let the people, especially people, the motherfuckers who doubt me, I just like to show you why they pay me the big bucks, baby. Cause I do this. <laughs> I do this. Thanks for sharing that. Also, Elizabeth, Elizabeth says lady here. I can confirm this is true about our cycles. It is a roller coaster. Preach it. Tay. <laughs> but yes, I just like to show y'all for the, all my doubters, for the people who listen to me and they think I'm, I'm full of shit. I just like to show you sometimes this is why they, <laughs> This is why they pay me the big bucks. Right. And I want to say one thing on my backdrop on the way out as we close. For those of y'all who keep tracking, you know, oh, Mercury retrogrades right around the corner. It's coming up. Let me tell you something, baby. Most, if not all the planets retrograde, <laughs> it retrogrades, which has an effect on the planet we currently live on. And that's my time for the day. I'm out. Peace. Ha, ha, ha.